Good evening, everyone. How are you? I have a feeling that the audio should be sounding really, really great right now. I hope. I believe. Um, feeling pretty good today. Feeling pretty good. I was in um, Virginia for a film festival and set some things up, got some some deadlines, some deadlines a year from now that need to be overseen. So that's fun. Good motivators. Let's put it that way. Lots of veiled coded talk. <clears throat> but tonight's topic of discussion is fascinating to me. What's going on, Rue? How are you? Uh, Rue, I loved that you shared, Rue shared little know-it-all the uh the sum 41 iggy pop collaboration from the skull ring album from 2003 i was like whoa that is a deep cut that song is 18 years old now isn't that crazy to think that that was a great song fun song i'm not a big fan of sum 41 but i enjoyed that song all this all the collaborations on that album pretty good um but yeah i saw this in the news this topic in the news i was like Whoa, mama, this is this is uh this is a big deal right now. Okay. Um Thor Terry just said that the Ramones is the, is his all-time favorite band, but he's not a fan of Blitzkrieg Bop. Anyone else, you know, what you are expressing, communicating right now is something that I've experienced myself with a lot of bands that I'm into where the iconic sort of song, the hit, the song that you that gets the most airplay, whatever, um, becomes tired, very tired after a while. I experience this all the time with, um, all the time with Sublime, who we've talked about recently on the channel. Can't stand what I got, you know, stuff like that. Uh, what else? Pixies, Monkey Gone to Heaven, really just tired of that song it's like their most famous uh iconic song yeah Rue Rue puts it puts it best here Blitzkrieg Bop is overplayed these are songs that are overplayed and then we get fatigue but they don't sometimes they reach the heights of of barroom songs and those are the worst what's going on Amy how are you tonight um bar songs are the worst like like Bon Jovi living on a prayer or the journey song or Sweet Caroline. These songs make me want to <laughs> gouge my eyeballs out. Um, you ever been in a bar? <laughs> People are singing this song drunkenly around you, and you're the only one not drinking, and you just want to slam your own head against the table because everybody's just so ridiculously stupid. You feel like the only sane person. You feel like Charlton Heston on a planet full of apes. Right. Um, yeah. But Johnny Ramone, long, long story short, so not going on and on and on. Johnny Ramone's stage used and owned Mazrite. Is Mazrite how you pronounce it? I've never said that word out loud. Mazrite uh, Ventures to Guitar is being sold. It's currently going for $250,000. There's 20 bids on it. Uh, the next bid is two thousand seven hundred. Sorry, sorry, two seventy-five k. I don't know how these auctions kind of work, but it is amazing how you literally can get anything on the internet for the right price. I mean, people are literally bidding on a piece of history. Let's let's take a moment to acknowledge um, what exactly it is that we are um, sort of like guffawing. Over, I agree, man. Hey, Rue, same thing. Rue says, if I had the green, I'd buy that mother effer. Me too, man. You know, I'm reminded of what Peter says in Dawn of the Dead about the super rifle that he uses to kill all the zombies. He says, the only sucker who could... Me He's like, the only sucker who could mess with this gun is... No, it's a shame. The, the only guy who could mess with this gun is the sucker with the bread to buy it. Something like that. Something like that. And which is a profound statement at the the end of civilization where you 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 finally can mess with it because money is no longer 
uh, a problem, an object, or, or money is not 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 an issue. Okay, so there it is. Look at this thing. Whoa, mama, look at that. Look at that bad boy. So there she is. Now that is his stage-owned, sorry, his stage-used, and it's a stage-used and studio-used guitar from 1977 to 1996. This thing has seen all of the action. Look at it. Look at that thing, man. It's from 1965 originally. That look, that looks like the original paint job, and it just slowly is eroded over time. Wow. So I guess that's that was originally a guitar of the of the of the Ventures, which is a surf rock instrumental band, right? Th uh, Thor Terry says I would <laughs> literally kill for that guitar. Um, I didn't know there were some handwritten Joey lyrics. That that I mean that this this stuff is this stuff is more. So here's the thing. A guitar like this transcends the fact that it is a guitar. It's not a guitar. I, you wouldn't call this a guitar. People are not spending a quarter of a million dollars on a guitar. Look at that. Written by Johnny Ramone himself. My main guitar from 1977 to 1996, which isn't a lot of time. You know what's interesting? Like in today's day and age, we think of that's literally like from the year... It's almost, it's a few years shy from this being a guitar from the year 2000. Imagine that. Imagine that the year is, hmm, let me think about that for a minute. Um, four, carry the seven. I can't do math in my head. Blah, blah, blah. Point being, it is, what's blinking under here? That's interesting. Double click, drag to move around. Double click to update. I didn't know that. All right, that's pretty sweet. Don't mind me, I'm just thinking out loud here. In any case, this is no longer a guitar, people. This is a artifact. It is an artifact that almost has make it's almost magic when you look at it, you know, to think that so many sonic sounds that we all listen to came sprang forth every single you know, fans Ramon show. If you saw the Ramones, the the sonic sounds that you heard from that show came from this guitar. This guitar, you're looking at it. This guitar. We're gonna we're gonna get into how many it was. Look at that. There's some studio. There's Johnny in the studio with Danny Ray, uh remote later later Ramones producer and confidant and co-songwriter. There she is. Now I, it does kind of make me sad that it's being auctioned the way that is. There's that, that spaghetti string leather strap that you always see Johnny uh, wearing in videos and stuff. I, I do think this belongs in a museum. This should not be. This is what does this say? Um, my name is Chris. Let's take that again. My name is Chris Lammy, and I was friends with. Oh, I was friends with the Ramones and various members of their crew. I was lucky enough to handle and play Johnny Ramone's white 1965 Maserite Ventures 2 slab guitar many times from the early 80s through the 90s. The guitar was purchased by Johnny Ramone between October 23rd, 1977 and October 30th, 1977 to replace his original blue Ventures 2 slab body, which was stolen with all the band's gear in, in the Sire van the night of October 22nd, 1977, after a show in Chicago. Ironically, this guitar had been offered to Johnny earlier in 1977, but he passed on it, feeling that it was too expensive at $500, which was a little less than 10 times what he paid for his original Ventures to guitar 1974. So he paid, wow, that's amazing, which was a little less than 10 times. So it means he paid almost 50 bucks for it, somewhere around there. When offered to Johnny, the guitar's basswood body had already been refinished to white and the original vibrato tailpiece, which would have come on this guitar, had been removed and replaced with a stop tailpiece as Johnny had installed on his Blue Ventures 2. The original screw holes for the vibrato. I mean, we're learning about the history of the singular instrument that's as famous, I would say, and iconic as 
Woody, um, what's his name? Um, Freaking uh, the, the, the pothead hippie country guy. Woody, not Woody. Um, fuck, what's his name? He's still out there making albums with the ponytails. What's his name? Why am I, why am I blanking on this? Um, whatever. He had a guitar named Trigger. Th that name was on the tip of my tongue. It's going to bother me. Jesus, what's the, Woody, not Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson's an actor. Woody, um, <laughs> Willie no. I'm so stupid. Willie Nelson, of course. My Lord, my Lord. I am like, I'm going senile. I'm going senile. Uh, Mattis, Mateus asks, do you think the Ramones connection to the Misfits goes underlooked in the sense that Jerry and Glenn went and watched the band back in 1977? Glenn used downstrokes and the leather. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. Sweet little Willie. Give me a second. Let me, let me get through this and we'll talk about that, um, Mateus. I promise. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, he had a guitar. Willie Nelson had a guitar named Trigger, who that's also really, really famous. Has a very, like, signature iconic sound. Well, we got lost in our little reedy-roo here. Um, so you're reading about the history of a singular instrument as if it was a person. It's like we're reading the biography of, a, of, a, of an artifact, you know? The original screw holes for the vibrato tailpiece are plugged in and visible in front and back of the stop tailpiece. The neck plate, which was used to hide or to cover the countersunk neck screws, had also been removed, and the four tiny screw holes which secured it were filled in the same manner as the bridge screws and are visible on the back of the guitar. There is a newer plug on the back of the neck, and I am not certain of its purpose. When purchased by Johnny... The guitar still had its original Klusen plastic button tuning machines. Before delivering to Johnny, the Klusens were removed. Uh, their screw holes plugged and replaced with Grovers by Ramon's guitar tech, the Little Matt Lola. Little Matt is featured heavily in Monty Melnick's book, and we talked a lot about Monty Melnick's book when I had him on the show. We had Monty, the Ramon's tour manager. Go check out that episode of Pizza Punk. Um, but th that, was, that was done by, by Little Matt Lola. And are which certainly which are still currently on the guitar. The pickups were also original when Johnny received the guitar, but over time swapped out first for a Demarzario FS1 in late 1979, early 1980, in the bridge position, showing playwear to its cover, and in 1983, a Seymour Duncan SM model. Mini humbucker was fitted to the neck position and which are currently on the guitar. I tested both pickups through an amplifier and they are both wired up and working. This is alien. This is alien jargon to me. You want to talk to me about cameras and f-stops and, you know, fast prime lenses. You want to talk about editing software. I'll talk about that stuff with you. The moon comes home. Guitar tech, it just goes completely over my head. I don't know what any of that means. I mean, I, I, I kind of just know, I know what a pickup is or, and whatnot, but just alien, alien. Uh, the toggle switch has a black Gibson-styled marked rhythm treble poker chip. In the treble position, the bridge, pick, the bridge pickup is engaged. In the middle position, both pickups are engaged. And in the rhythm position, the neck pickup is engaged. The nickel-plated brass non-roller bridge is original to the guitar. Behind the bridges is a piece of cardboard secured and covered with black gaffers tape to stabilize the bridge when playing. The floating nut is also original. I mean, this guitar, we might as well be talking about like a human being, like we're describing a, a person of some kind. You know what I mean? Uh, the guitar was originally delivered to Johnny with two black Gibson-style top hat bell reflector knobs for volume and tone, the original knob knobs had to be replaced by the previous owner. The volume knob was eventually replaced with a domed tele-style knob, presumably for better grip when sweaty, or maybe it was all they had in the parts box. The bell reflector tone knob bears a battle scar chip at number three. So, I mean, this stuff is, <laughs> this stuff is history, man. I mean, we're, we're, we're talking about a, a very particular piece of, of equipment, of an artifact that is used to create the sonic sounds. You know, 
not all guitars sound equal, obviously, and it's like guitarists, musicians, they're very particular about the flavor of instrument they are wielding. You know, I agree, Lord. It is. It's a historical artifact. It's priceless. It belongs in the museum. Whatever whatever the final price goes, and I wonder if it'll go to a million dollars. Who knows? I mean, if they're in the quarters, quarter millions right now and there's been 20 bids, somebody wants that guitar real bad. But, you know, it does truly belong in a museum. It really, truly does. There's a, Is there another letter here? Let's see. Oh, oh there's even more. Jesus Christ. Ugh. The guitar's rosewood neck had no serial number when purchased by Johnny. After the theft a few days earlier, Sire insisted that going forward, manifests carry gear serial numbers. As this guitar had no serial number, it was simply identified on manifests as RM1. The fretboard shows an incredible amount of wear to the base side of the higher register frets, illustrating the ferociousness of Johnny's aggressive downstroke playing style. You have to admit, you have to imagine that even the you know someone who is whose ears are super tuned in let's say that you could replicate johnny ramone's sound on some level you'd have to imagine that if you don't have this precise guitar doing the precise thing that johnny ramone is doing you're not going to get his exact tone you're never going to be able to replicate that sound and it's just interesting how you know after so many years in the ramones you can chalk it up to probably you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Or, you know, the thriftiness of Johnny Ramone. Johnny Ramone was a very cheap guy. And you'll hear Marky, both Marky and Monty talk about it in their books. Blitz Craig and, um, God, Mon whatever Monty's book's name. I forget already. Um, but the, this guitar is synonymous with the Ramone sound. It literally is... And, you know, Johnny has no children, right? He has no children. He has his music. His music lives on in his name, in his legacy. You have to think that this guitar is part of that legacy, too. And that, in fact, this is like the child, the, 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 the axe, the sword of Johnny Ramone. Again, no matter what you think about Johnny Ramone as a person, you know, whether he was, you know, a racist, whatever you want to say about the, the, the dude... You can't take away who he is, was as a musician, nor his contributions, how he shaped the sounds that would come after the Ramones of punk rock. You know, the, the, the minimalist, simplistic, ferocious guitar attack, buzzing chainsaw that was the Ramones' tour de force of sound. It can't be denied. And this was the instrument that was used to make that. It's unreal. It's truly unreal. Piece of history. Um, and I love that there's so much attention to detail when discussing the piece. The neck retains... The neck retains its original finish and Maserite logo, and the finish shows extensive checking due to age and the environments it was exposed to. It was This guitar traveled the world multiple times. I mean, think about that. They traveled the world multiple, multiple times. Uh, there is extreme wear on the back of the neck for, and the finish from playing. Because the pickups were, ch were changed, this necessitated the current three-ply black-white-black pick guard, and the pickup guard and the pickups are fixed with an array of slotted screws and dome and flat-headed Phillips screws with... Oh, 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 we're losing it with one missing between the volume knob and the toggle switch. The guitar weighs in at 7.2 pounds. Is that heavy for a guitar, guys? Who can answer that? Is that a heavy guitar? Um, it's a 7.2 pound guitar, and Johnny's original Straps Unlimited Ink brand strap is secured to the guitar with black gaffer's tape. I mean, everybody knows that strap. That strap is is iconic, man. I mean... The spaghetti leather strap of Johnny Ramone. Um, there are four Ramones picks from the last show, also affixed with gaffer's tape. 
the Dean Markley strings, which were used at the last show, have not been changed. And I felt it best not to remove them to inspect under the pickguard. That's amazing. That is amazing. So those are the picks from the last show and the strings from the last show. I mean, just to add to the incredible priceless value of this beautiful instrument. Um, the si I'm glad they didn't remove those strings. That's like, you know, the Minutemen, um, friggin' Mike Watt, bro. Mike Watt, the basis of the Minutemen. He is D. Boone. D. Boone died in, a, in December of 85 car accident too young tragic he was the front man guitar player of the Minutemen, and his guitar is in mike watt's possession and he still has the strings on from that last show and the, it's caked with and rusted with blood and you know just beautiful man just beautiful so poetic that he would keep his friend's guitar in that sort of shape you know, if cloning technology existed, they might have been able to clone a new D Boone from that DNA. Who knows? I see what Rue Ru just pointed. I can't take my finger off the mouse, Rue, or else I'll lose my place. Rue says DNA on those strings. Exactly. We'll go back in the comments in a minute. I just want to finish this up here. Um, the signed case is an unbranded, heavy-duty Strat-style case with one replaced latch, one broken latch, with a towel inside used to protect the face of guitar when in the case. The inside headstock area of the lid shows wear from the tuning machine pegs. So even the case is not, I mean, you you know, again, all of these things translate to, these are, these are character. This is all character. You know, again, when something that comes off an assembly line that's like manufactured in massive quantities, although it's my understanding this guitar, there's only 150 of them ever made, but that beside the point, the idea that there is, that, that something's mass produced and then it takes a journey with, with a musician and acquires all sorts of these individual quirks and wear and tear that affects the sound and how it's played and almost becomes the singular one-of-a-kind instrument that can make a one-of-a-kind sound. And that's what we're dealing with with this guitar. I know that's redundant to say, but so we just keep saying that over and over, but we're just we're reveling in in the in the true mystic nature of this of this specimen, right? This was Johnny's main guitar, and he used it on every live performance and in the studio until the band's retirement. From November 1977 through August 1996, for a total of approximately 1,985 shows. So it played on 15 Ramones albums and 1985 shows, the year I was born. So that's amazing to me. That is amazing. So that's like this guitar literally represents that Ramones sound. The Ramones gear truck was stolen uh, a second time in Los Angeles in April 1983. Thankfully, this guitar was in the hotel being worked on by Matt Lola and was the only piece of gear not stolen that night. It is believed, yeah, I was right, 150. It is believed that approximately 150 slab-bodied Mosrite Venture 2 guitars were produced, making them rare in their own right, with Johnny owning four, and in my opinion, this is the most recognizable and the most historically significant and influential Maserite, let alone Ventures 2 in existence. Daniel Ray purchased the guitar directly from Johnny in 1996, flying to L.A. to pick it up and bring it back to N NYC. He never played it or changed the strings, and he super glued the picks in the position that they were in upon receiving it. Chris Lammy, 7-15-21. The, the amount of respect that that Danny Ray has for this guitar is it's just so beautiful to me, man. Like he just look at that thing. He didn't even want to play it. He just wanted what essentially was an important artifact to, to him to be to be kept intact, you know going so far as to fly out just to pick up the guitar itself, which makes perfect sense. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. I think that's the last show right there. 
right? Look at that thing. Look, those are the super glued guitars picks. Just says Ramones on them. Ama absolutely amazing. What a what an instrument, man. Now would those would those strings snap if you tried to play them now? Let's see what we have in the comments here. We had a bunch of comments and so 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 Rue confirms that that's not heavy at all. Seven point five pounds is not heavy for a guitar. How about that? Okay. Um, Samuel says it's not a good look for Marky. However, it was hypocrisy of him getting fired. That is the reason why he talks so much garbage about the other. No, that's I think it's more than that, man. And Marky was Marky was Marky was retaliating from what Johnny said in his book. So Johnny, when Johnny was dying of cancer, when he was had diagnosed with this cancer, it was broke leaked. It was not leaked. It it was it was the story broke because Marky Ramon like spoke to the press about it supposedly like accidentally or something but it really really upset johnny and he says as much in his book and then he says a bunch of embarrassing things about marky and then in turn after johnny passed away marky had his chance to retaliate in his book and said a whole bunch of um really like troubling things about johnny after his death um and johnny's not here to defend himself not that i think there's anything he could really defend supposedly a lot of it was true what's going on chris um hope everybody enjoyed their labor day as well uh let's see what else we got here yes as as rue says dna on those strings he <laughs> cloned johnny man holy crap would that be something else i mean they're all gone they're all freaking gone the original ramones are gone now it's just so insane. So insane. I'm glad I got to interview Marky once. You know, a Johnny Glenn hybrid would be a one driven man. So Robbie says that it's a light. So Robbie's also can't believe that it's a light guitar. I, I just I don't understand. So what what Robbie and Rue and whoever else, what qualifies as a heavy guitar? What makes a guitar super duper heavy? You know, and again, I suppose that like having a light guitar would be important. I wonder how I wonder how important that was to Johnny getting the type of downstroke guitar sound cuz if you have a heavy guitar weighing down on you as you're trying to downstroke I mean that's got to make things more difficult on on some level, you know. <laughs> That is blending a lot of genres there, Chris. A lot of genres. Um, once the Ramones are revived, we pick the DNA off of Lemmy's bass. That's what we'll do. We'll just we'll just go around collecting all the instruments of all these dead um, <laughs> all these dead players and and resurrect them to form bands. Right? You know, I wrote a screenplay. I had a story idea about that once: cloning dead rock stars. It's somewhere in my my journals. I got to find that thing. Rue says he fucking loved that the electric tape is still holding on to the strap. Yeah, man, that's what makes it such an individual, unique piece. You know, that's what that's what does it. Yes, Marky does. Well, Marky gossips when it seems Marky gossips when the gossiping is, you know, when he when when he has some, when he has an agenda when he has something to say. Um. Yes, that's the most famous, the most, if you've never listened to Marky and Joey going at it on Howard Stern, Howard Stern's egging on the whole thing. It's, it's something else. It's something else. Um, I don't know why he trashed, Lord says Marky trashed Johnny, Joey, and CJ. I don't know what, if, did he trash CJ? I don't think so. I don't remember reading that in the book. Him and CJ got along. Yes, something did happen. Okay, yeah, so CJ was married to Marky's niece. I don't think Marky has any, I don't think Marky had any children. But but CJ was married to Marky's niece, and they have kids. And then they split up at some point. And Marky and CJ don't get along, don't talk at all, which I think is sad. I feel like at this point, 
Like you guys are the only dudes left. You should, you know, Marky's always going out as the blitz, as Blitzkrieg. Like get CJ Ramon. Oh my God. You guys would be crushing it. Just go do it. Go do the thing. See the, the, the remains of the Ramones. They, there used to be a band called the Remains. It was DD, CJ, and Marky for a while. Uh, Robbie says Marky thinks Michael should have been on stage for the reunions over Glenn. When did he say that? What? Where? You show me the 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 video. I want to see that. That's ridiculous. That was ridiculous. We're Mar I think Marky and Michael had fallen out by that point, right? By the time they they reunited. <laughs> Dense wood makes it heavy. Um, hey, Jeff, had a big discussion of you and your dedicated work last night by a dear Salem friend. We were shopping at Target. Oh, man, that's really sweet, man. I'm really glad. I'm really glad to hear that. I'm glad you appreciate it, Chris. And Chris, I got to tell you, uh, just like Rue and all the rest, I, I love I love that you come into the chat all the time and just hang out and add to the conversation and whatnot. It's really great. Truly. So I appreciate that. Um, the he Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So the heavier, the better tone, unless it's shitty wood. Interesting. So what? Okay. And then let me ask you this. What qualifies as shitty wood and what's good wood? All right. Robbie's going to pull up that video so we can see it. He called. Oh, so Marky called CJ a bigot or Johnny called him a bigot because you said Johnny before. Yep. Sorry, I'm trying to keep up these comments here. By the way, how does my mic sound? You know what I figured out, you guys? Remember how my mic was sounding so crappy? Does it sound deep and bassy now? It's because I had this stupid echo, like, cancellation feature on, and I turned it off, and I got those sweet, creamy, delicious bass tones that I like coming from my mic. Um, ba -ba -ba -bum. I was just pointed... Top of this, the guitar is light. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, Jody, I'm down. Let's form a band called The Spinal Remains. The Spinal... You have to put the S. It's not the... It has to be Remains with a Z. That's what they had. The Spinal Remains. Look at this thing. Look at this freaking guitar, man. I mean, it really is. All right, now let's... Hold on. Let's go back to the thing for a minute. Here we go. Perfect. Uh, this is the description talks about it. It's all the, we, we already looked at all the, the descriptors here. So currently there are, there's 20 bids. This ends on September 25th and someone is going to drop coin. Somebody predicted on here that it would go up to 1.5 million. I'm going to say it's going to, I think it's going to clear 1 million Without a doubt, it's going to clear one million. So, mass is a bridge and tuners. It's a fiend. Fa Chris says it's a fiend family here, and you deserve it, Jeff. I explained to him all the interviews you have procured uh, since taking this on. Thank you, thank you, truly, uh, guys. We have a great show tomorrow night. I have a I have a guest. I'm going to leave it as a mystery. You'll find out tomorrow. I have a guest who I'm very excited to talk to this guy because he really knows a thing or two. I have a feeling we're going to have some really good conversation that you guys will really, really enjoy, truly. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, big time, big time. Mateus says, um, one of my earlier questions about the... Oh, yes, thank you, Mateus, for bringing it back up because I already forgot. I'm really sorry about that. Thank you. Appreciate it, buddy. One of my early, uh, On my earlier question about the Ramones and the Misfits Perils, I always found that Static Age was... Glenn's stab at the Ramones. While that's obvious to most of us fans, it's kind of been spoken. I mean, they heard the they heard the Ramones, they saw the Ramones at CBGBs and maybe Max's Kansas City. They saw what they were doing with the leather. They saw what they were doing with the guitars, and they realized we need to get a guitar in the band, right? Because before that, they're just doing Doors stuff. We talked about this ad nauseum, and then in terms of like the parallels, so. You know, besides being sort of New York contemporaries, although to, you know, I, I don't know what the, I don't know exactly, you know, the Ramones are up here at the time and the Misfits are 
just starting out trying to make a name for themselves working their way up. They didn't have any of the notoriety or clout or fame of the Ramones when, when they were when they were contemporaries, right? Um even though the the Misfits had started as early as seventy seven. But as late as the year two thousand, after Michael Graves and Dr. Chud left the band, there was a plan in place at one point in time for Joey Ramone and Marky Ramone to be the new drummer and singer of the Misfits. So in an alternate reality, you would have seen Johnny Ramone, I'm not Johnny Ramone, uh, Joey Ramone singing as he did hop on stage a couple of times with the Misfits to do so. And you would see Marky Ramone drumming and you would have a 50-50 hybrid Ramone's Misfits blending a band that's literally comprised half of Misfits, half of the Ramones calling themselves the Misfits. It would have been freaking weird. Really, really weird. Yup, says Dee Dee's favorite bass sold for 75K not too long ago. You know, I feel like Dee Dee probably had 100 basses. This, this guitar is so much more significant in the sense that this thing was used for all the everything that we know and love and are intimate with about the Ramon sound from live shows to demos to studio albums all comes from this one instrument, which makes it, I think, really, really unreal. Um, Chris Paul, welcome, Chris. Better late than never, as they say. Um, he says he's late to this party. I know that the guitars. I know that guitars and wrote that description. Doyle's grill cloth is boss. Yeah, that's going on auction right now, I believe. Um, Fender. Yeah, he played. So Dee Dee played a Fender Precision bass for the win. Although I love the old Rickenbackers like Cliff Burton and Jerry only had. I love the look of the Rickenbacker basses, man. I think they are beautiful. I don't care much for the look of a Rickenbacker guitar. Which, which, um, freaking John Lennon used to play Rickenbacker guitar in the, you know, the, the Beatlemania Beatles. But the basses were really cool. Uh, Paul McCartney used to play Rickenbacker during the Sgt. Pepper era, but he painted it all psychedelic. By far the best and coolest Rickenbacker player ever is Jerry Only with that crazy Rickenbacker that he has, right? Although that's not true. Lemmy, too. Lemmy also plays Rickenbacker and his looks really cool. As well, let's not deny that. What's going on, Roman? Roman says, hello, hope everyone is having a groovy day with a little pumpkin emoji, cold beer clinks from Western. We all, yeah, man. I love it when people from far away come to join us. Welcome, for, welcome, for, welcome from Western Australia, Roman. In the Doorway is one of the best songs ever. I like it a lot. Um... Was the Remains singer Joey's cousin, the guy from the Rattlers? I that I don't know. I know that his brother was in the Rattlers. Do I really think they would have called it the Misfits if Joey was singing? Yes. Yes. With Jerry yes, that was Jerry Only's intention, and yes, they would have. They would have called it that. Although, funny enough, I I know this sounds blast like blasphemy. But had they gone out as that iteration, one would could potentially argue, this is some really nerdy shit here, one could pedantically argue, you know, you know, really getting knee-deep in semantics here, that that band essentially was, that that was the Ramones, re the resurrected Ramones, because it has Joey and Marky. I'm not saying that it would be, I'm just saying that you'd imagine some somebody on the internet would make that argument in the same way that people would argue that the misfits could be the misfits without Glenn Danzig, which we all know is insane. So, but it, 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 it was, so maybe they would call themselves who knows what they would call themselves. Maybe they would call themselves switch over and just call themselves the Ramones. Who knows? Who knows, man? It'd be crazy. You could even argue that the Ramones were doing horror punk first with a song like Chainsaw. I, I mean, I guess I guess that is technically like a horror song, but I don't think of it that way. I don't think of it that way. Although, if the Misfits did it, maybe. I don't know. 
it's not an, it's an interesting an interesting notion yeah joey joey in the 90s when he was real when he became much closer with jerry would you know rock a rock a horror business shirt for sure Rue says in my opinion spruce is light but strong and adds bright tones mahogany is solid and all around with great resonance damn Rue, you know your guitars man did jo- Dan asks, did Johnny super glue the picks or did someone else and why? Um, so it was Danny Ray, Daniel Ray, the producer of both the Ramones and the Misfits, super glued the picks after he picked up the guitar from Johnny after the last show, which it said in that that letter. So it was it was Dan. The We have an answer. The answer is Danny Ray. Hello, Dagger Love. Hope you're well. Hope your DJ set went well. Welcome to the show. Um, yes, it was it was Daniel Ray. He did. Yeah, everybody. Everybody had one of those bases. At one point, Jerry's kids could have been Black Flag Mark III. Wow. Um, yeah. I, are you referring to Jerry's kids as in... Jerry only fronting Des and Robo or are you mean that the actual punk band Jerry's kids which had members of black flag in it if so I don't know anything about the lineups of Jerry's kids who I think were a Boston band right so I don't even know if that were, were there were there maybe I'm misreading what your comment means I don't I don't know Um, see Chris is I think Chris also is thinking that it's a Boston band what is your guys' favorite Halloween one MSP eighty or the EP? I love them all, man. I love them both. I don't think I have a preference. I'll tell you one thing though. I love that Night of Living Dead off of Twelve Hits from Hell. I think that's the best one. I think that's the best. All right, Dagger Love. When he was DJing, he played Hollywood Babylon. That makes me happy. But here's the thing. Here's what I want to know, Dagger. What was requested? when you chose to play Hollywood Babylon instead, because I don't want to hear that you played Hollywood Babylon because you chose to play Hollywood Babylon. I want to know that someone came up to you and asked for Sweet Caroline, and you played Hollywood Babylon instead. That's what I want to hear. Yeah, Amy, that's what I thought as well. I thought they're talking about Jerry Fitz, for sure. I love the I love the um, arrangement of Sam Hain. Halloween too. It's really great. So what are the over and under on this on this Ramones guitar? Somebody who do you think is it going to go for over a million? Is it going to go under a million? Um, by the way, again, if you're just joining us, tomorrow's streaming Eva live show is going to be a banger. I wasn't expecting this, but it's going to be a banger. I have a very, very interesting guest. Some of you might know who he is. Some of you might not. Um, but I think he's going to make for some great conversation. I can't wait to talk to this dude. Um, uh, it's going to be cool. It's going to be really cool. So make sure to tune in tomorrow. Same bat time, same bat channel for that. Know what I'm saying? Yes, Blondie did cover Hollywood Babylon, which is absolutely surreal. Lord, Lord, it's already at. It's already at 250k, and its next bid is going to be 275, and there's still a month to go. It's absolutely going to go higher. All right, maybe it caps out at half a mil, but there's no way that it goes for 250. There's there's more coming. There's more coming. Chris Paul says a million plus. Someone at oh come on dagger you're supposed to lie to me man you should have lied to me and told me something else to impress me hold on <laughs> guys you should have seen how much water was down here and how dry it is now it's amazing by the way just speaking about the the flood today oh the sneeze is back the sneeze is back. It is the holy grail of any guitar. I agree. Uh, Sisters of Mercy. I heard somewhere that when... uh, Wait, where's the Sisters of Mercy comment? I just saw it. 
I heard somewhere that when a goth dies, their their soul gets added to the chorus in a Sisters of Mercy song, which I thought was really funny. Um, what Misfits song would you have liked to have heard Joey sing? And likewise, what Ramon song would it be sick to hear Glenn do a rendition of? This is a great game. Glenn's cover of The Germs is great. And Mateus thinks it's going to be one million in his opinion. All right, ready? Let's. Okay. Okay, ready. If it's Joey singing a Misfits song, oh, Attitude. One, two, three, four. Attitude. I can't do it, Joey Ramon. Oh my God, that was so embarrassing. Hey, hey. Hey, what's up? It's me, Joey Ramon. Joey Ramon here. I can't do it, guy. Attitude. You got some fucking attitude. I can't believe what you said to me. You got some attitude. But he wouldn't sing it like that. That's like, it'd be like, attitude. You got some fucking attitude. I can't believe what you said to me. You got some attitude. Yeah, I would want to hear him do attitude. Maybe, maybe, oh, definitely want to hear Joey Ramone do horror business. Dun, dun, dun. Psycho 78. Suck. But it, all right. So this is Joey. You know how Joey changed his singing voice later on? So it'd be like, Psycho 78. You know, like that later. I'm doing a terrible impression of it, but it would be like, it would be the later version of. Of Joey's voice. Cycle 78, 12 o'clock, don't be late. I could totally imagine him doing this. All this horror business. Ah, sorry. I really can't sing it that well. Um, hybrid moments? Yeah. Hybrid moments would work. Oh, my God. Yes, Glenn could crush Cretan, Cretan Hop. Static age, Glenn. There's no tougher the creeping from hopper. You got because he's not gonna finish those those last notes. There's no stopping the creeping from hopper. You gotta keep a man up all your holiday day. Creeping, creep. But but Glenn would throw in some woes, right? He would he, he would throw throw in some 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 woes somewhere. It would be like let me think. There's no stopping the cretin from hopping. You gotta keep the beating bone on the beating. Whoa, two, three, four. Cretin's gotta have some <laughs> instead of one, two, three, four. Whoa, two, three, four. Something like that. Um, <laughs> that'd be fun. That'd be funny. That would be funny. I'm glad you guys can appreciate Glenn singing Poison Art. All I wanna know of this world is everybody knows a poison heart. But it would be, it wouldn't be Misfits Glenn. That would be like Danzig doing that. I just wanna. No, no, actually, okay, Glenn would slow it down. It would be like, imagine um, Death in Its Arms, but it's like, instead of Death in Its Arms, it's Poison Heart. So it'd be like, do, 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 do. I just want to walk right out of this world Cause everybody knows a poison heart Something like that, right? Like it would be, it would that would work That would work Oh, Glenn singing Commando That would be, that would be Misfits Glenn No, imagine it's Earth AD Glenn Doing commando. How would that go? Doing the best. They're doing the best. Do they can. Get them ready for Vietnam. Whoa. First rule is don't talk to mommy. Second rule is it'd be like Joe. It'd be like Jerry. Jerry rolling off what the rules are, and then Glenn. They're doing like a call and answer thing. That would be crazy. Ooh. Sam Hain Glenn singing Pet Cemetery. Love this. 
This is the funnest game ever. Big shout out to Mateus. Mateus, is that your name? That is a great, great freaking game. Let's think about this. Pet Cemetery. Sam Hingle. Wait. Uh, Pet Cemetery goes. I don't want. Pet Cemetery. I don't want to. No. Um, would it be Sam Hain November Coming Fire? Because then I'm thinking of a song like Unbridled, like ding, 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 ding. I don't want to be buried in a pet cemetery. You're like, no, it would be like To Walk the Night. It would be slow and really, really slow. I don't want to be. Oh, like Halloween 2, maybe? Like, I don't want to be buried in a pet cemetery and then with some woes in the background i mean it, it's just like the the melody is not a glenn danzig melody it's like hard to imagine him singing that for whatever reason i don't wanna be buried and then there's like the oh like something like that in the background i really like the idea of 1990 Sam Hain doing Danzig, Danzig doing Sam Hain doing Poison Heart. Cause I just wanna walk right out of this world. I just feel like that would work so well. Boy, you guys have great ideas though. <laughs> Joey doing Devil It'd be like 90s Joey doing that. Again, where he's like, I can't even describe 90 Joey's singing voice. It's so weird. I love it. I think it's great. I think it's such an interesting, an interesting sort of um, evolution, right? So maybe that would work. Maybe that would work. Loud Mouth by the Ramones is actually pretty lyrically close to attitude. Let's think about that for a minute. Um. Loud mouth, you got a fucking loud mouth. I can't believe what you said. Wait, no, not I can't believe. Wait, you got a loud mouth, baby. You better shut it up. Loud mouth, you got a fucking loud mouth. You better shut up, baby, or else you're gonna hit the floor. I'm trying to figure this out in real time on the internet to a bunch of people who I can't see. So bear with me. Come, come me a $20 at a garage sale. I knew he had the Ventures guitars, just not the amps and they were Ventures models. Huh? I guess he's talking about bootleg guitars. Joey singing you and me from less than zero. That would be interesting. They do have a similar sort of, you know, they kind of like go up like, you and me. You could imagine Joey doing something like that. You can imagine Glenn doing something like that. You and me, you and me, we were there. Oh, how can you bring back the dead? Like, Joey would sing it faster, and it would be more like Ramon. So, you and me, we don't found. Whoa, how can you bring back the dead? You know what I mean? Like, I could imagine, like, Johnny playing guitar, but, like, simpler chords and playing it faster. And then him just sort of... <laughs> yes! Okay, so if you watch the Jerry Montano episode of Streaming Evil Live... He talks about Dee Dee Ramone was a, a Ramones fan, was a Misfits fan, at least in the 90s. And him and Dee Dee used to drive around singing Ramones songs in Jerry's car. And like, you know, I mean, it kind of makes sense in the fact that Dee Dee would come on stage with the Misfits in the 90s and sing Ramones songs. So he must have been familiar with the music. But I could totally imagine Dee Dee singing Mommy Can I Go Out and Kill Tonight. I don't give a fuck. I laugh last. 
through the night. Did my homework so I be smart. Cause I say I'm a little fuck. Mommy, I'm a good boy. Mommy, I'm a fucking savior. Mommy, I'm a knife. And then he, it would, it would, you know, it, it would, everything would go quiet. And then he'd go, oh, dad, day four. Mommy, can I go out and kill tonight? And it would just, yeah, it would work. It would work really, really well. Sorry, it was a bad, not, not, not a great Dee Dee impression. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Wait, way too many comments here. Hold on. Robbie says, alternate universe being they recorded months apart. Glenn recorded crazy little thing called Love and Freddy did American Nightmare. Actually, a lot of the same chords, key rockabilly. Interesting. I have to listen to those back to back, but that's that's definitely Robbie's brand of fan fiction right there. For sure. Shit, that was a good one. Peggy marches. I will follow him and the misfits some kind of hate. I mean, the some kind of hate chords are used in a lot of those are like that's like a isn't that like a 50s chord progression? There's a lot of songs that use that. What the song don't what the song where the songs differ differ are the melodies. There's some kind of love and there's some kind of hate like the dun 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 I love him I love him I love him that that melody follows the instrumentation where Glenn is doing a completely separate melody some kind of love you know um oh my god it's too funny <laughs> it is uh, yeah, I, it's a terrible DD. I, I, I just, I'm not, you know, I've never really, I've never really done the Ramones, man. This is me trying to speak like, um, this is me trying to speak like, Joe. all right, want to hear my Marge Simpsons, though? Oh, my God, yes. Danzig covering needles and pins, but it would be like Sestina's. That would be great. I might be going to attempt to sing that. Here's my, here's my, my, oh, Joey doing angel fuck, a little angel fuck. That would work. That would work too. Here's my Marge Simpson impression. Uh, homie? Bart? Lisa? Uh, I'm worried. I can't do That's all I can do. Uh, homie? Come to bed. Bart? Bart? Lisa? Maggie? Uh, <laughs> Smithers, release the hounds. Um, the comic book guy, and I just wanted to say this was a very underrated experience. Yeah, I like doing Marge Simpson a lot. I wish I could say more stuff like Marge Simpson. Homie? Mm, Bart? Lisa? Um, all right, that's about that's about all we got for tonight, guys. Uh, we'll we'll keep tabs on this guitar and see how it does. We'll keep an eye on it. Um, make sure to tune in tomorrow night because, like I said, we have such a killer show planned. Uh, I got a great guest, very um, interesting cat who's gonna who uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about a bunch of stuff. <laughs> Sorry, we, this is our last one. Danzig 5 Glenn covering Howling at the Moon. Amazing, amazing, classic, classic. Hey, Roman, thank you for joining us. Make sure to subscribe to the channel. You know, we go live on Wednesdays, do the real, that's when we really talk about Misfits, although sometimes, no matter what I talk about on here, the conversation always turns into Misfits because everybody likes to come on here and talk about Misfits. Understandably so. Um, so please, uh, make sure to subscribe, like, leave a comment, check out the Patreon. We also got, yo, what's up? Great shout out to crazy white boy here. One of our Patreons. Um, what time tomorrow, Rue? Probably around nine, Rue. Probably around nine. 
and kind of an extension of our previous episode. And it's going to be good, Rue. It's going to be really, really good. Around nine-ish. You know me. You guys know me when I'm about to go live. It's usually, it's always an ish. There's always some technical difficulty that, that, that rears its ugly head. So in any case, yeah, check out all that stuff. Oh, and also check out the t-shirt shop. We got some new t-shirts. Link in the description below. Um, if you do get a shirt, make sure to take a picture of you in the shirt so that we can post it on all of our social media and like see how awesome you look in the shirt. In any case, yes. See you tomorrow as well. Thank you guys so much as always. As what, what we what do we say on the show? We say peace and hair grease.